This podcast is intended for listeners over the age of 19 in Ontario, and we ask that you respect your local laws regarding cannabis. Be sure to like, download, follow, subscribe, and of course, share with your friends. Hi, ladies. Hi, ladies. Hi, Annie. Hi, Amanda. Oh, it feels fantastic to be back in the hot box. I feel like we never left. Right? I, it was a short break, like just like a short little boop boop kind we, of break. We needed it. Yeah, you know, we had so many exciting things happening during the break that we honestly we probably couldn't have even done a podcast because we were running around so much. Which is a good good situation to be in. Right. Uh, but most notably, most notably, we took home the award for best cannabis podcast at the 2023 Can Expo in Toronto. Congratulations, Amanda. Well, congratulations to you, Annie. Uh, I feel so honored. I feel. Oh yeah, just I mean, getting getting nominated was like, you know, the, the biggest thing that's happened to me in you know. They're listening. They're oh, really yeah. listening. And not just like they're listening, but they nominated and now they're voting for us and people are telling us that and they're reposting things and asking their friends to. Um, yeah, we definitely owe a big thank you to our listeners 100%. and our friends on Instagram because people were like, I voted every day. And I was like, are you allowed to do that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it was with the support of all of you that. Uh, yeah, and these influencer awards and. Um, they had what, like over ten thousand votes over the course of the like the voting period, which is pretty insane to think that you know. Yeah, ten thousand people took the time, right, to go and look into what it is and then cast their cast their votes, right? Yeah, so that's wonderful. Uh, yeah. The Can, Can Expo itself was a lot of fun. So I, have, I remember we had Kathy on um, near the end of the season uh, to talk about the expo, and then we got to go and sort of experience it, and it was awesome. You know, it like, was really wonderful to meet so many people that we have intimate relationships with that we yeah. feel that we know very well. Yep. And only through meeting their human flesh bodies mm-hmm. did we kind of click that, no, we, we, we know these people through the world of virtual communities. Right. And we're seeing them for the first time. People we've worked with, oh, yeah. people we've interviewed, listeners yeah. of the show that we've had constant communication with. Some of them we've read their stories on the on the podcast, and it was just wonderful to meet them yeah. in the flesh. And there were so many of them. Yeah. There was somebody twice it happened where people were like, "I heard you talking over there," and it was really messing up my brain. Yes, because I listened to the podcast and now. Like the podcast is floating through this exhibition hall because I guess our voices are our voices. Our voices are our voices. And, you know, there's 80 plus episodes of our voices, of our voices. out there in the world. I did the math on that over the break to figure out like how many days it is. And we're just shy of like, um, like a month of like content. Ooh. Like it's crazy. There was a wonderful glass blower. Yes. Cassandra Lynn. She made our uh, award. She made all, all the, awards, the awards. And she's a, and each one was a different bird. Yes. Out of hand blowing glass. Mm-hmm. She's super talented. And she she hasn't been a glass blower for a super long time or anything. She's been studying under um, another glass blower. And yeah, no, she's super talented. She made, like I said, all these beautiful birds. Each one was for a specific winner. And just as the awards started, one of these birds, and this is her wording, took flight and exploded midair. Yeah. The vibrations in the hall. Yeah, and of the stage as they were moving things around. Got into this one particular bird, and off it flew, smashing itself 
all over the place. Because right now, I didn't see it. My back was turned to the stage when, when that happened, but I heard it and, like, quickly turned around and kind of went, what happened? And everybody was like, oh, they caught it on film. Yeah. Like, we'll be able to watch it later. <clears throat> and we're like, oh, well, what happened? An award broke. Annie looked at me. And you s- looked at me. And you <laughs> said to me, if we win this thing, I want the broken one. And I said, I want the broken one, too. It's such a cool story. And it turns out, as it would be, we did win, and we got up there, and sweet Cassandra came mm -hmm. up in tears. Well, not quite, but she was on on the edge. She felt horrible. And I screamed, yay, we got the broken one. Yeah. (laughs) She felt terrible. I said, it's absolutely... a wonderful story. Mm-hmm. Our bird took flight. How symbolic is that? Yeah. Now Amanda and I don't have to break it ourselves, That's number right. one. Number two, you can have a piece, I can have a piece. Mm-hmm. And it just adds to the wonderful happening of the entire event. Yeah. yeah. So you can see that image on our Instagram. Yep. Um, even in pieces, it is beautiful. It is And uh, we're very honored. Yeah, and if you're on Instagram, go and find Cassandra at evolution underscore glass. Absolutely. Um, And actually on there, I saw just the other day she had posted a reel from from right before Can Expo where she took pictures of every single one of the trophies. So you can see that what it did look like, it was gorgeous. I'm sure it was. It still is. So it's that time of year again, Amanda. It is that time of year. It is April. And when this podcast comes out, when this episode comes out, it will be the eve of, of the, the eve, eve of a very, very important holiday. Yeah, 420. Happy 420, Happy everyone. Happy 420. Um, regarded to many as the Christmas of cannabis and a day that we celebrate the plant and the culture that surrounds cannabis. So this is our third 420 episode. Yeah. Wow. I know. Put that through your head. Yeah. The first one is still one of my favorite episodes yes. to date, which yes. was the story behind the coining of the term 420. Yeah. The story of 420. Yeah. And I love that story. I keep saying it's like stand by me with some cannabis in it. Yes. It's the stand by <laughs> me of the cannabis world, right? Mm-hmm. And then uh, the second year, what did we do? We did the weaponization of the term marijuana. And then... Harry, Harry ass Anslinger. Yeah, would, yeah, I know you love to call him that. <laughs> Harry Anslinger and his campaign to demonize cannabis. Yes, in America. So it seemed only fitting that this year we celebrate uh, the grandfather of cannabis research, mm-hmm. Professor Raphael Machulam. Yes. Now, Professor Machulam passed away recently um, on March. Ninth of this year, he was like 92 years old. And didn't look a day over 80. No way. No way. Amazing, amazing human being. So we thought we would introduce, like, I I heard that he passed away. I knew of Machulam. I never really took time to dig deeper into him as a human, him as a person. Right. What made him this, you know, very important person in cannabis. Mm -hmm. And in a time where cannabis wasn't, like, I mean, it was popular, but it wasn't, like, mainstream. It wasn't something that people were looking into, um, sort of the the craze of the 60s and 70s, late 60s and 70s, um, hadn't hit yet, so... 
So we're going to do, we're going to introduce you, if you don't already know more about Matulam, we're going to do it in the high ladies way. We're going to kind of pique your interest, send you down a little bit of a rabbit hole of science, and do the Coles Note Fun Matulam 420 episode. So here we go. All right, so, well, Professor Matulam was born in Bulgaria back in the thirty in 1930, I think it was, um, and moved to Israel as a teen, as a teenager and then pursued chemistry in his post-secondary learning. Yes. Um, he had a particular interest in how chemistry problems can be related to biological problems. That was his area of interest. Yeah, and and then I you know, sort of harnessed that. Well, he was like, well, what am I going to study? And so he looked around and he th- said, well, they've isolated, they've done research and they've isolated morphine from opium. Cocaine isolated from cocoa leaves. But... Cannabis sativa had not yet been isolated in pure form, and the structure was not yet known. There really right. wasn't any interest in it. Yeah, nobody sort of knew what those active compounds were. There's so history like, that goes back a million years that says it does something because it's used throughout history as a healer. Yeah. But the, the, the study hadn't been done into what is it that is making this plant help people. Right, and it was being used in tons of different ways. Like some people were... Uh, breaking it down into an, into an oil. There were um, civilizations that were using it to, like, bandage wounds, mm-hmm. right? Like, there, there's so many things but that... But what was but it? What, why? Yeah, what is it in this plant that has this medicinal thing? And he was noticing that, like, when people consume it, there is an effect, mm-hmm. right? So, like, I can see there's an effect. What is that? <laughs> what causes that? Yes. That's what I want to know. It was basically a process of elimination. He's like, well, this drug's been done, this drug's been done, and nobody's looking at this cannabis. Right. None of the big st- research facilities are interested. Nobody really cares about I don't it. have a huge budget. There's what I'm going to study. I mean, it's just uh, sliding doors, right? Yeah. So he decided that this was going to be his thing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, well, so there is an amazing story because he had to get his hands on some weed. Well, if you're going to study something, you got to get that something. And it wasn't around. He was in Israel at this point, and there just wasn't cannabis lying around. Right. So he went to his boss. Hey, boss, I need some weed. Yeah, right? Um, but luckily, his, his boss was pretty well connected uh, and knew some police officers at okay. their local police station. So he gave him a shout. And I, I mean, really, I can only imagine what that conversation sounded like. It sounded yeah. pretty casual, though, because I think the police officer was like, well, do you know him? Is he reliable? Is he a good guy? Right? Yeah, he, yeah, yeah. Is he going to say where he got it from? You know? That was the right? like, that was the background check. No, he's legit. <laughs> yeah, he's cool. He's a cool guy. So off Mishulam goes to the local police. <laughs> Walks out with five kilos. Five kilos of, of Lebanese, Lebanese hash. Just, hey, we did that in... <laughs> look at us. <laughs> Sorry. Five, Five kilos. kilos. <laughs> no, we're going to try and do this entire podcast saying the same words at the same time. <laughs> and go. <laughs> but really, I think the, the best part of it is when he left that police station, he didn't have a car. So he got on the bus. Right? Like, naturally, that's what you do, right? When you get on the bus with five kilos of Lebanese hash, people start to go, what's that smell? Hmm. Hmm. But nobody knew what the smell was. That's right. But he said it caused a little bit of a stir on the bus. And it caused a stir in the weeks to follow because it turns out that that is not the legal way no, that to obtain it, research materials. That's right. And that's 
Um, so he said sorry because Ministry of Health. Right. And I'm was, really sorry. I won't do it again. I didn't know what I was doing. I just, oops. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes it's easier to ask for forgiveness. But luckily, they forgave him. They did. And, and, and he uh, did all the paperwork, all the proper paperwork, and he was able to continue receiving hash from the local police, mm-hmm. which is kind of cool. And thus began the research of cannabis. That's right. So armed with his hash and his laboratory and his colleagues, he began to extract and isolate all these compounds that he didn't actually... I mean, really, he just wanted to isolate it, see what happened, and then found... What, like a dozen compounds? Yep. Right? One of which was, the first one that he discovered was CBD. That's interesting. Right? Um, and he something, a unique thing that he noticed was that only one of these compounds was intoxicating. Right? It, it had that. And that's what we now know because of him and his research, you know, as THC or tetrahydrocannabinol. Yes. That's huge discovery. Yeah. I mean, that's right off the bat with his five kilos. And he did all the tests with the mice and the pigs. Pigs seem to be where the research Pig brains. Pig brains. Mice. A lot of animals got high in the making of this plant. Uh, Researching of this plant. There we go. Um, But then he had to turn to people. Because you can't have a a real proper study on how cannabis affects people unless you give people cannabis. (laughs) So the, the, the very first study of cannabis in humans was done at doc, uh, Professor Mishulam's house with his wife, Dahlia. Mm-hmm. She made a cake. Yep. They invited 15 of their best friends over. Yep. All with consent. All with consent. They knew what they were getting. They, none of them had ever tried cannabis before. Yep. And out of these 15 people, 10 got a slice of cake with 10 milligrams of pure THC. Yep. Five... Did, did not get anything. This is, like, I want to make this into a short movie or maybe a Netflix series, The Dinner Party, and then you could do, like, each person's perspective at the dinner party. Mm. Netflix, are you listening? I am ready to work. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, so everybody ate their cake. And then you talk to them about... Let's, let's sit down and have a conversation and see how you're doing. Right. And so, some of those people... We're like, yep, I feel really relaxed. I feel really chill. Some people... Most of the people said, yeah, I do feel something. I feel strange. I feel relaxed. I feel comfortable. Everybody who got the 10 milligrams felt something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting because they all felt it differently. Mm-hmm. So there's that overall just, I feel good. Um, there was one person who said that nothing was happening. They were not having any effects. But this person would not stop talking. Yeah. Which is so funny because we know that that oh we've person. all smoked a, a cultivar that has just gotten us spewing the verbal diarrhea. <laughs> Another person said nothing was happening, but that person would burst out into laughter for no apparent reason every few minutes. Again, I've, I've been that person. I've been there. <laughs> and then one person had which sounds like a severe anxiety attack. They yeah. felt very exposed. They felt very vulnerable. Yeah. So even just from that first research study into humans, yep. it was, okay, this thing is intoxicating, but it's different for everybody. That's right. And that question, or I guess that spurred the question of why does this affect everybody differently, right? And that, you know, I, 
We're still I, learning. I, I imagine that's how, like, scientists work. They come up with a question, they start to solve it, and then, like, another question comes up, and they're like, oh, shit, i got to go answer that question before I can answer this question. And you just end up in this, like, mind map of answering questions. I do have to say, as just sort of a side note, he points out a lot that much research has been done, but there's been very little research done in actual humans. And yes. that is something that's held cannabis research back. Mm -hmm. One thing that did not hold cannabis research back was Meshulam himself. Right. He mm -hmm. was really big into collaboration. Huge into collaboration. He was just like, here, take my research. Take it. See if you can make it better. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, you have some research that I could look at. Bring it here. Let's look at it together. Exactly. And I think that's so important. He was willing to work with anybody oh, yeah. across the world. And thus was born all these scientists working all over the world trying to discover these different aspects of what the cannabis plant is. And in preparation for this episode, like you and I were both looking at different podcasts, watching different documentaries, like really trying to get to know this guy. And... The amount of information that is out there about him, like, he did so many documentaries. He came onto so many podcasts. Like, he was just like, I want to just give you information. Opened he, up his research facility. Come in, see what we're right? doing. And he, but he, and when he speaks, he's, he's a, you know, super intelligent human, but he can bring it down to a level that, like, I could understand. And I was like, oh, that's how those two things interact. Yes, because some of the science is pretty heavy. It was that's a little right. bit above my pay grade. Um, just a few interesting facts. So oh, yes, we should so, a, like a non-exhaustive list of stuff that he did. Well, it was Alan Howlett who discovered the endocannabinoid system. Yes, who worked with Dr. Mishulam. Through her research with Mishulam. Um, And that's huge, and she was in the U.S. Mm -hmm. And all of the original... Studies oh, yes, of cannabis in the U.S. was done through THC that was given by Dr. Or Professor Mishulam to an American and smuggled back to the USA. Mm -hmm. And he, for much of part of his career, worked with the National Institute of Health, the NIH. Yep. And all that research was done through his cannabis from Israel. Yeah. Because... It was the only way. And that first bit was smuggled into the States. Which is amazing. Because a senator... I, I believe had he was a, a son, senator. Yes, yeah. a senator had a son who was smoking cannabis, and he wanted to know if it was going to break his brain. So he reached out, and they're like, there's this dude in Israel who's studying this. Why don't you give him a call? Yeah. And thus, American cannabis research... Began. Began. Right? Like, that's crazy. Yeah. All through Meshulam. Yeah. Um, he, do we want to do a non-existent? I non do. Okay, so <clears throat> I'm going to start it with cannabis and epilepsy because they knew, like, even be before Machulam got his hands on, you know, beginning cannabis research, somebody was able to recognize that there was a connection between cannabis and epilepsy. Yes. Right? So he was able to be like, oh, it's CBD that's, you know, the, the important part of, of epilepsy treatment. Uh, he did brain trauma. He did brain trauma. Um, he studied the side effects of uh, the side effects of cancer treatment in children. Mm. So they did a double blind study where some of the children were given THC and olive oil under their tongue, okay. 
and some were not. Yep, so After just... only a week of this study on children, the doctor called up and said it can't be a double-blind st study. It just has to be an open study because it is so apparent which children are getting the THC and which are not because mm -hmm. the ones that are getting it are not throwing up. They're not nauseous. They're so much better. So we're just going to give all the kids the THC. Right. And, you know, with the epilepsy and with this study, great studies that found really great results, yep. published it, crickets. Nobody's interested. Yeah, nobody cared. There's, like, been very little, like, it was just kind of dropped in a bucket. We're like, okay, good for you. We're going to move along. Bone density. He was very interested in mm -hmm. bone de density. The, the, this is the one that I'm really interested in. Like, he was doing research on cannabis consumption and pregnancy and breastfeeding. Yes. Right? Which is something that, well, that I did. Yeah. Right? I consumed my entire pregnancy and through breastfeeding, and I truly believe that my kids have some of the strongest immune and endocannabinoid systems I've ever seen. They do. Like, they never get sick. They do. They, they, you're absolutely right. You are a good example of that. Um, I mean, not, not that I would necessarily promote that, but, uh, you know, just, like, to share my experience. Alzheimer's, which is a huge issue in our society, and it's only going to get bigger and bigger. They find in Alzheimer's um, patients that it can help them brighten up, mm -hmm. to put it simply. And some of his final work, which I think is interesting, was about treating addiction yep. with canna cannabis, yeah. blocking so like, the receptors of, of nicotine. Nicotine, opioids. He, could, yeah. he hadn't, at the time of his death, figured out how it would work with opioids, but it's something that he was working on. Yeah. And just the fact that he was like, hey, here's a question, and now he's, he's gone... Right, like somebody else is going to scoop that up and continue that research. Which is why he is the grandfather of cannabis That's research. right. And because of his studies and his work with the NIH and his influence on the fact that now cannabis is legal here in Canada, um, now we have these incredible universities. Yes, That yes. are, you know, creating these programs around cannabis. Well... Before we get into that, I think we do have to do a disclaimer and say we could go really heavy into CB1 receptors and CB2 receptors. Anandamines. All of that. And we suggest that you go on your own. It's, you know, a lot to take in. And that's why we said at the beginning we're going to do sort of a fun light. So we're not going to get into the heavy scientific nitty-gritty of the science. But no, we're not scientists. There is, like Amanda said, a lot of research yeah. out there. Or, if, or, or if, if you want videos. to check check out like one really really good one, check out the scientist on YouTube. Um, who was it done by? Again? Zach Klein. That's him, Zach Klein. The it's scientist. a beautiful it's, documentary. It's beautiful, and we'll link you to other ones. <laughs> you know, like it, it's it's an on point. Uh, you know what? We'll put the link for that in our show notes. Genius. I am. Thank you very much. Um, so, yeah, like Amanda was just saying, that opened up, his, I think of him as the grandfather of cannabis research because now people that are his children's children's age and people like our children and on and on and on will research this plant because he opened those doors. Yeah. And because he was so pro-sharing his research and sharing his knowledge and working with people all over the world... Now it is something that is actively being researched. Mm -hmm. That, along with the fact that it is now federally legal in Canada, opened up the doors to Canadian institutes, institutions of learning mm -hmm. to study this plant. And one or two of them did. One or two. One or two. 
If you look at a who's who of schools, universities, and colleges in Canada, yeah. they're studying cannabis from oh, yeah. all different aspects. Oh, yeah. The first was Niagara College. Yeah, they started, like, a growing program. Yeah, uh, 2018, legal- yeah, like, like, right, right away. Right as legalization happened, they're like, boom, our doors are open. 24 lucky students got to learn that. And since that time, five years ago... Do you uh, think they're all best friends, like those 24 students? I would so think so. Like, that would be a tight-knit class. Intimate, yes. I want to find one of them and... Hey, listeners, if anybody knows somebody who graduated from the Niagara College program, let us know. I was going to list out the universities, but it would be easier to be like, these colleges and universities don't, because all the big ones do. McGill University, for example, has an annual cannabis scientific symposium. It's yes, in its second you were year. saying that. Will might have to go next October, I think it is. Mm-hmm. McMaster and Western, Carleton, University of Calgary, U of T, University of Guelph, when Ryerson. I was up, when I was up in Thunder Bay, Lakehead had something going on. I haven't even left Ontario with these You're names. Right. I mean, I could just do, like, list all the universities in Canada, yeah, but I mean, that's a boring d- thing to just do. Just look out west, right? Like, I think we covered this a couple of seasons ago with the NHL mm-hmm. is paying... Not the NHL, the I'm NFL. sorry, NFL, you're right, not the NHL. Footyball. Right, the footyball. Um, NHL really should, though, yes. be looking into the collision sports, I think that right? was Lethbridge University studying brain trauma. Yeah, which TDI. is incredible, right? It is, it is. Uh, University of Guelph gave him an honorarium of some sort in 2018. Mm-hmm. So that's very exciting, and it's these students that are in university now and going forward that are going to make huge discoveries yeah. because of him. Yeah. yeah. We have a lot to thank him for. I think so. Yeah. I, I, you know, and not to mention, like, he seems like a really cool guy. Like, just like, like, the grandpa you could hang out with. Like, he seems so relaxed and... Curious. Right, and and interested in the world around him and engaged in the people that he's he's interacting with. I love somebody, too, that wants to collaborate, that isn't like, this is my knowledge, I figured this out, this is my baby. Right. You can't have any of my juice. No. Like, here, take all of the juice, see if you can make more juice. And, <laughs> and tell me what it tastes like, and we'll, we'll go from we'll there. We'll go from there, yeah. Like, there was, didn't seem a question that he wasn't willing to ask. Yeah. And... Or answer. And when he didn't have an answer, he was willing to go to other people to get that answer. Yeah. Which is... A kind cool. of important. Kind of important, yeah. Well, we should put a big thank you out to him. Um, this is the first episode in Season 7. We have lots planned for the season. We do. Very, very exciting. So we hope you all come on the ride with us this spring. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, but I think that kind of exhausts him. Go online. Go down the rabbit hole. But I think now it's time for us to step away. Take a toke. And go be moms. Wait a minute. What's that kind listener? You want to know how to support the show? What a good question, eh? Hey. You can buy us a coffee. <laughs> the man is laughing. Link in the show notes. You can leave us a review on Apple iTunes. You can send us a sweet little message on Instagram at High Ladies Podcast. You can email us at highladiespodcast at gmail.com. And of course, as we always say, share with your friends. Bye, ladies. Stay high, ladies.